0: do who fans and welcome to the big blue box podcast my name's gareth my name's adam and welcome to episode 317
1: oh yes
2: one day i shall come back yes i shall come back until then there must be no regrets no tears no anxieties just go forward in all your beliefs and prove to me that i am not mistaken in mine
3: our lives are different too
0: hey 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 doctor who fans i hope you're all keeping well and safe i hope you've had a cracking week and that you've all managed to do something doctor who Who. related
1: related oh get in sync there i'm gonna blame the heat
0: Blame the heat. Yeah, we're having a bit of a heat wave here in the UK. Any of our UK wow. listeners will know. It's been a bloody hot one the last few it's days. Got you. Do you Remember that? Got you. Yeah. <laughs> um, Yeah, so it's been an... I, I was considering leaving the window open while recording today. But, alas, my neighbours, there must be about, I think, three houses, maybe four. And the problem with my street is that when people go and get a dog they don't go and get a dog. They get one of these tiny little dogs that resemble like a large rat. <laughs> and so when they they don't have a proper bark and they don't behave themselves like a dog, they've got this yappy, high-pitched oh. thing. And no word of a lie, about 20 minutes before you and I uh, jumped on Skype, had the window open, and all of them were going. Oh. So one comes out and find something that irritates it. it could be just you know a cloud is a few millimeters you know across the sky than it was you know 10 minutes before so it starts yapping and then the dog next door hears it and that starts yapping and then the other two little dogs a few houses down they hear it and they so all of a sudden it sounds like you're at some kind of dog kennels um yes. and it's extremely i wouldn't mind like there's a uh, one of our neighbors two doors down they've got a lovely dog and it's a dog it's a reasonably sized dog but it's been trained properly. It's been brought up properly. So, um, you know, it, you know, the slightest little pin drop um, that you know that it can hear, it doesn't go on some kind of ballistic, just mental case barking, yapping spree for about forty-five minutes. Oh mate, it's a bit of a rant, isn't it? Where's the rant jingle?
1: But it, it's it's, rant jingle? We- it's weird though because I totally agree with you.
0: Where's the rant jingle? There it is. Let's do it. That was me, mate. That was me about half an hour ago.
1: Yeah, no, I get it. I mean, funny enough, I normally shut all the windows because our our house isn't soundproof. Funny enough, it's uh, one of the things that drives me nuts is barking (laughs) dogs. And it's, I don't know, it's become a bit of a, I wouldn't say obsession, but it's become a bit of a pet hate. Like, I'll sit in the garden and then it just, like you said, it just starts. It's like a chorus because so many of the people around here have got dogs. And it seems to come from close and far away they just Mm -hmm. seem to be all around and like you said once one starts now you see I normally shut all the windows when we record um, because I've got a lovely neighbour next door and she's got she's got a beautiful dog but it um, it's, it's outside my state and it goes mad every time something goes past like you said it goes ballistic and when we first moved here before I got to know this lovely neighbor it used to drive me nuts to be honest I'd be like that dog goes mad every time <laughs> and I was like you know oh we've moved next to a blooming crazy dog but it, over, over the time of years of living here I've grown to actually it's such a beautiful dog I've sort of got used to it if you know what I mean mm, so I, I yeah. don't mind that dog because we've become friends and, and my neighbor is lovely so I sort of I've, I've given that a bit of a pass <laughs> if you like but uh, but all the other ones, yeah, like you said, the dog course. But I'll sit in the garden and I'll be a bit of a victim manager, I'll start reading a Doctor Who book or something and it'll be like... Oh, shut <laughs> up! <laughs> Actually, it's not the dogs I get annoyed with, though. It's the people who just let them
0: exactly keep going, innit? Right. Yep. Oh, anyway. Yeah. Uh, yeah, our oh, neighbour's dog better forget that off my chest. Yeah. <laughs> when it starts to bark, which is very rare, she's kind of... It's be- a very well-behaved dog, so she just she almost doesn't have to say anything she just does this little sound and the dog just sits down immediately and stops barking it's lovely but oh least, no the one
1: next door yeah. doesn't <clears throat> and the, the thing i've got all the windows open today because I, I do normally shut them when we record you know for maximum uh quiet but um i've got every single window and door open today because it's
0: absolutely scorching yeah i'm gonna open this now because it's really hot and i'm starting to get yeah. i'm gonna get each track i'm gonna pass out well i've turned my fan off as well
1: listeners you know, i am suffering for this art that we're bringing you today because I, I had a little fan going <laughs> and i see it was a bit noisy so i said oh, i'll turn that off when we start recording so
0: yeah so right, i've got the window open we'll see how this goes see how it goes yeah
1: maybe right. your dog can start barking and then my dog can start but they can have a little <laughs> we'll have it both ends we'll both be just sat here going ah yeah. shut up <laughs>
0: yeah anyway rant aside
1: yeah
0: how have you been bud you had a you had a decent week well, you've been a bit on your uh, you had a bit of a travel few days haven't you
1: yeah. yeah do you know what i've been away uh just in the uk for the last couple of days um i can't believe it feels like i've been away for a week we i popped up to liverpool for a couple of days never been to liverpool before um we just randomly but we were talking about places we'd never been so there was liverpool manchester and edinburgh never been to those places so we said well can't really go abroad at the minute let's go and you know let's have some weekends away let's go and visit some places we we haven't been tick those boxes so went up to liverpool um only really got about a day and a half in each place because because of traveling and stuff but got to liverpool and a fantastic uh, day and a bit there absolutely loved it um uh, much to my other half's, I just, oh, his face absolutely sank. It just so happens <laughs> that after he booked the hotel ages ago, they started filming Doctor Who in Liverpool. And I said, Oh, they're filming the new series of Doctor Who. Oh, we'll have to go and find the locations. Well, his face just dropped through the floor as "Oh, Because every time <laughs> we go anywhere, it just so happens there's a Doctor Who location we got to drop Anyway, so we did um, the first night we were there and we had to wander around as the weather was scorching when it took in some sights and i said well we've got to find this big cathedral they were filming outside this big cathedral um turns out it's the metropolitan cathedral in liverpool now i knew it was big but blimey, neck it's huge i mean we, we couldn't miss it really it's absolutely massive um and i got a picture in front of it amazing building and the great thing was normally when i find a location like there's a million people around and i'm like driving my partner mad because like we'll just wait for these people to move i don't really want them in the photo you know just try and get one without anyone in it's normally an absolute fiasco um it drives him nuts uh to be honest with you but there was not there was nobody there it was like it was deserted. Yeah. So we walked out Apart from, so we walked up and had a walk around. I took about a million photos of this blimmin' building, and I got him to take a couple of me in front of it, trying to work out where John Bishop was stood. And and uh, then I saw this guy, uh, like uh, this couple, old couple, and he's got his proper camera. He's got like one of those expensive cameras, and he's trying to take all the pictures. And I realised that I've got in his way, and I thought, oh, that's normally me. That's normally me going, oh, I'll just wait for that person to get out the way. <laughs> and I thought, I don't didn't even realise, you know, totally unintentional. So I sort of moved out of his way and let him get his pictures and stuff. But we had a walk around, it, it was fantastic. And we also went to the docks because I was trying to find out where the TARDIS landed. Remember, we saw some filming pics where the TARDIS was by the docks. So I went and got a picture there. It was wicked and absolutely fantastic. I went to the Coven, the Coven Club, the famous Beatles club um had a great night in there so brilliant brilliant little day in, in um in liverpool uh and then yeah we we just popped along to manchester because it was sort of nearby and so we're going to have a look and yeah it was all right um <laughs> again much to my other half's horror i discovered that two minutes from our hotel there was a location from it's a sin <laughs> the russell t david things so was like well we better go and have a look at that and, oh it's horrible it was so grim, dirty it, yeah. and grim, and I, I, I said, oh, quick, take a picture, and let's get out of here. I, felt, I was, kept thinking of the actors turning up to the location as well, thinking, like, what did they think when they were brought down this grotty street, and, oh, this is going to be your flat? You know, mm-hmm. this is going to – oh, God. But, yeah, so, yeah, I've had a cracking couple of days away. I mean, I, I obviously, apart from seeing the Dot 2 locations, I haven't done anything who-related, apart from the fact I took um, – I got the uh, Elizabeth Sladen biography. Started reading, which I I bought. I bought that. Yeah, Mm. I'm I'm about four chapters in, or five chapters in, and um, I'm I'm really really enjoying it. You know, it's just one of those books I bought ages ago, and I know you can relate to this. Bought it, sits on the shelf thing. Oh, and um, yeah, I thought it was about time I read it, and uh, yeah, I'm loving it so far. It's really good. You really sort of get um, Liz's (laughs) sort of straightforwardness coming through in the book, Mm -hmm. if you like. Yeah, it's really good so far. Yeah, yeah. yeah sounds it. good, man.
0: I need to pick that up. In fact, I'll put a reminder in now to buy that.
1: Yeah, because I posted a picture of it, and I was surprised. The, the tweet kind of went mad, mm. uh, which is great. I loved it. It's got so many likes and shares. And and um, and um, a lot of people were saying, is this new? Where can I get this? And I was like, no, it's been out blooming ages. And, it, and they're like, oh, is it actually written by her? Yes, yes, she wrote it. I think she died just before it came out, actually
0: is it the one with the the forward by david tennant
1: that's the one yeah yeah yeah.
0: 2012 yeah she wrote that
1: there you go yeah cool cool so it's not a new thing but maybe people just i don't know i assume it's still in print somewhere
0: it is yeah yeah it's a slightly different cover now to the one that you got that you bought they've changed it to blue haven't they blue yeah yeah
1: mine's red yeah
0: yeah you've got the the og I version. think I
1: bought it yeah. when it first came out. That mm. shows how long it's been sat there waiting to be read.
0: Yeah. Oh no, it's still in red, sorry. Yeah, the hardcover, still red cover, yeah. The paperback yeah. is blue. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that's well worth picking up. Um just to sort of very lightly touch on this as well, uh, obviously um I did there was two Forbidden Planets to visit, one in Liverpool, one in uh one in mm-hmm. Manchester. Um different Forbidden Planets though, so I finally yeah. got you know, there's two mm-hmm. with the same name, still don't understand that. So I finally got to visit an actual shop from the international one, which I'd never been to before. Um, the one in Liverpool was shocking; mate. it was so small, and um, I didn't tweet it because I didn't want to get a barrel of abuse. But I took a picture of the Doctor Who <laughs> bit. It was absolutely horrific. There was like a <laughs> mug and a, a, a book. It was it was just and um, in the other one, Forbidden Planet International, I couldn't see any Doctor Who at all. I thought well, there must be something in here. And I asked the guy. I said, "Have you got any Doctor Who at all? Any Funko's figures, books, anything?" He said, oh, "There's a couple of books there." Oh, oh yeah, a couple of books. He said, "And I think there's some Jody figures at the back on that sale bit." I went, oh, right. He said, "That's it."
3: Oh, went, That's man. it.
1: And it, and that was quite a big store, the one in Manchester. And he said, "Yeah, I don't know what happened." He said, "When the when we got the Jody stuff in," um, he said, "You know, where there was all these big plans that they were going to release all this stuff." And he said, "It just never happened." He said, "We were just waiting for it all to come out. And it just never happened." So that's all we ever got?
0: And I said, well... Well, That's what happens when you don't sell anything, but there we go. That's
1: what it says it all, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to go down that rabbit hole, but yeah. I just... Every sort of sci-fi... There was a shop called World's End as well, massive sci-fi shop in Liverpool. um, And they literally had one Jodie T-shirt in the sales section. It was just so poor. I was just like, there's nothing. Absolutely nothing.
0: Well, there we go, mate. I think uh, unless something... Unless they have a huge turnaround and... Something happens. I think we've just got nostalgia to hold on to of those old days where it was a nice, big, healthy section of merch in Forbidden Planet and stuff years ago. Yeah, yeah. definitely. And I mean,
1: but on the other side of that, um, Character Options just released a new Second Doctor TARDIS, uh, and it was exclusive online to them. So it went on sale on Tuesday, ten o'clock in the morning, and the buzz around that was huge. Like that's already sold, sold out. So I think it's limited to like four thousand. Right. And um, they're down to like 400 left or something. So that, it's good to see that the sort of classic line is still doing well. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like anything to do with like classic era seems to really have a buzz around it. So that's good. It's just a shame it's not in store, you know. I would love to walk into FP and see like a classic TARDIS on the shelf or something like that. But um, it's, it's still a little bit niche, I
0: suppose. It's all online. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But there's yeah. still something, isn't it? Still something good. Yeah, it's good that the classic stuff still getting a bit of love, Merch mm. wise Yeah, it's good. Yeah yeah uh right so yeah i've got nothing nothing new for me buddy no it's been Uh, all
1: work and no play your end isn't it
0: yeah yeah so we have no news to go through either there's nothing there's literally uh nothing i did a search earlier and normally you find well the trend over the last month or two seems to be like the radio times and some other newspapers they'll continuously run and rehash this story of jody's replacement and what's going to happen all that stuff Uh, And we've had some new stories about John Barrowman and some other bits and pieces. But all of that just seems to have dried up now. It's just literally nothing. And I think the only story that was uh, posted on the actual Doctor Who news website was just the cover for the upcoming Doctor Who mag, John Pertwee.
1: Yeah, which looks great by the way. Yeah. I wait, I'm waiting for mine to arrive. I keep looking. Where's my postman? <laughs> uh, there's a record just coming to Doctor Who Mag uh, this week. No, there's nothing, mate. And actually, do you know, it's funny because do you remember my theory about they're not everyone? You know, not casting a fourteenth Doctor. I was saying that. Don't think they are. I reckon they're going to just Jodie will do those specials. and We'll get the sixtieth, and then that'll be it. I've noticed a lot of people talking about that on Twitter, saying, "Oh, I, I, I think there's." they're going to give Doctor Who a rest. And I think the Guardian did some article which caused that role yesterday or something. And I could be onto something there. I, I'm, I'm starting to think be. we're not, yeah. we haven't got a 14th Doctor yet. Um, the only other news I could find, and it's really just a small thing, was that um, Fre- uh, Freema Adjaman has, has joined Big Finish again. I think she's done a few bits uh, over oh, the years. Yes. Yeah, They're doing a Martha set, um, yeah. which is pretty cool because we like Martha, don't we? So they're bringing out a Martha set. Um, I don't know when. Uh, I just saw it come up on the Twitter feed on the Big Finish thing. Uh, so that's pretty cool. It's good to see Freeman doing a bit Big Finish. It's yeah, set between cool. – they always find a gap, don't they, dudes? <laughs> so they it's This is set between – is it Sound of the Drums? Um, when she goes off around the world. That's right, yeah. Spread the name yeah. of the Doctor. So they thought, yes, let's do <laughs> the Adventures of Martha set during that time. <laughs> so I love the way that Big Finish finds these little gaps. Uh, to 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 fill, uh, and that is a good shout. Actually, that's a good mm. if they're going to do Martha on her own. That's a good time to do it. So
0: that is yeah. cool, actually. Yeah, I
1: don't yeah. know when it's out. Sorry, I know it was. It was kind of like news that popped up yesterday. So um, I think it might be December that set's coming out. Uh, the year of Martha Jones. It's called. Mm-hmm. There you
0: go. Yeah, because they specify that in the in the episode, don't they? That she's been gone for exactly a year, or yes, round about a year. So big finish. Like right, lovely. We already know that bit. Let's flesh that. It's great, isn't it?
1: uh, They do. They find these little niche gaps. I love it. I love it.
0: Yeah. The only other tiny bit of news, we mentioned it very briefly at the end of last week, but those of you that didn't catch it or haven't heard, if you've got a BritBox subscription, then from some point next month, I think it's the second week of August or something, uh, all of the Sarah Jane adventures are coming to BritBox, which is awesome news. Yes. So you know what you have to do. Any listeners that are um haven't seen sarah jane before or you didn't listen to our reviews you know what you need to do <laughs> exactly you need to go back to all of our previous reviews uh and then give sarah jane a watch or do it the other way around give it a watch and then listen to our review of course you yeah. know what you need to do
1: yeah that's brilliant that's coming to brick that's great news
0: yeah very cool yeah righty dude let's just let's just smash on with a review what we got
1: Indeed, yeah, so it's uh, Torchwood this week And the episode's called Something Borrowed
3: <laughs> All I want to do today is marry you My love has come along
2: is a shape-shifting carnivore With a taste of human flesh
3: Go for win ah! This thing eats people ah! You're going to have to expand your wedding You're pregnant
2: Oh
3: Alien egg in your belly, and its mother coming to rip you open. That's from the shapeshifters.
4: I'm not
0: an alien! You never know what you're looking at. Oh! Oh dear. That was quite gruesome, that bit.
1: Yeah. There was a few gruesome bits in this, wasn't it? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Where's well, tortured isn't
0: it? It's adult. Adult stuff, this bit. There's a couple of adult bits in it. Yeah, yeah. Right, so something borrowed. It was first broadcast back on the 5th of March two thousand and eight. Ran for 50 minutes this one. Is that normal time?
1: Oh, I think it might be five minutes extra. Mm. norm.
0: Yeah, it's normally 45. Yeah, so just under an hour. It was written by Phil Ford, directed by Ashley Way, stars the usual Tortured crew of this series. And the synopsis is, Gwen Cooper is about to get married to her fiancé, Reese. Only one problem, on her honeymoon night, she is bitten by an alien and wakes on her wedding day, heavily pregnant, with a shapeshifter's baby. The alien mother is on the loose and searching for its offspring. The only way for the alien to get the egg is to rip open its carrier, Gwen. Dot, dot, dot. Ooh, gruesome. Gruesome indeedy uh so a bit of a change of pace yeah uh, in the torchwood series with this one i feel uh the last yeah. few eps have been a little bit dark a little bit um moody a little bit down people contemplating suicide Owen oh, not in the best place just a little bit like oh, i need to watch not- some cartoons now after watching torchwood but this one seems a little bit of a change of of pace what do you reckon to this one dude
1: yeah i i must admit um It is a nice change of pace, uh, much needed. Like you said, I think the last couple of episodes have been a bit, well, not exactly a barrel of laughs. Um, And I think on paper, like you just hearing you read the synopsis there, I think this episode sounds awful. And uh, when I saw the Next Time trailer for this episode um, after last week, so I was thinking, God, this looks, oh, dear. This doesn't look good.
0: <laughs> Dear so
1: David. I was sort of, I mean, I only got back from Manchester yesterday and I thought, I've right, got to get this watch because we're recording tomorrow. I was absolutely shattered to be honest. Um, and because I got that trailer stuck away and I was thinking, oh, oh, I better put it on. And I literally left it till sort of, I went to bed. So I thought I'll get it watched. Let's get, let's get this watch. But I had no enthusiasm for it whatsoever. Um, and I was really pleasantly surprised actually mm-hmm. Uh, especially considering how tired I was. Um, I I really enjoyed it. I thought it was a, as I said, on paper, it sounds bonkers. It's it is quite a crazy, silly episode. Um, but I think like you've just hit the nail on the head. I think we needed that after the last couple of episodes. It, it was just refreshing and it may have been a bit silly, but it's quite a simple idea. You know, the, the fact that Gwen's it's Gwen's wedding day. She's wakes up this alien baby. Um, but it just, yeah, it's just, it's kind of what I needed at this point in, in Torchwood because I've, I think I said on the other podcast, it's Torchwood has not been as good as I remembered it so far. There's been some good moments, but I've not been enjoying the rewatch uh, anywhere near as much as I thought. Like if you asked me before we started reviewing them again, I'd say, oh yeah, I really like Torchwood, great series, you know, a couple of hit and miss, but, but it's um it's been more miss than hit I think for me so far. Uh, so th- yeah, this was fun, and and I think the fact it was a change location as well because we get the wedding venue and it just feels different, you know. It's not like seeing the torchwood car down down the motorway, the hub, and all the stuff we've seen a million times. We get this wedding venue, and there's lots of colour in the in the episode, and there's humour, and there's and there's emotion. And I just thought. It's kind of got it all going on, you know. It's, it, it, I found it an entertaining watch. I mean, it's not, not like a, it's not like a masterpiece. I don't think Shakespeare's got anything to worry about. But in terms of the series two so far, I think it's definitely one of. It's one of the episodes I've enjoyed the most, without a doubt. I thought it was a good fun. It's a good funny moments It's great to meet, like Reese's mum and all that sort of thing. <laughs> And, uh, and Gwen's mum and dad get to meet them as well so yeah it's a hit for me this one mate there is of course a bit that I thought oh that's ruined it there's a couple yeah. there's a couple of little bits and I'm sure you're going to be the same I would imagine that I just thought oh why did you have to do that involving Jack but we'll, we'll get on to that I think that's the only really bit that kind of Bleaked me off if you like i was like i just wish they didn't have put that in but yeah apart from that i thought it was a good episode a good fun episode what do you reckon a
0: good one uh, yeah I, I completely agree with you mate you do because it's one of
1: those i mean it could be yeah. one that you just thought nah that was awful
0: <laughs> no i completely agree dude i think we really yeah. needed um just a bit of human it, it sounds weird but this is although the the the, the, the aliens in this one are a bit um, you know, the nostravites they're a bit scary to look at. I can imagine that not just the couple of scenes where people get literally eaten, but uh, just the look of them is a bit scary, you know, it's a bit horror, horror flick. Uh, so you've got that stuff going on. But this episode felt like the most human Torchwood has been in a while. And what I mean by that is, um, even though Owen's now dead, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and we're talking about a lot of potential death here and stuff like that. The The performance and the way it was written just felt like it had a lot more Russell T. Davis about it. Not so much mm. of his, as you would think, not in terms of relating it directly to one of his Who episodes, but just the just the just the underlying banter and mm. humour and not relying so much on all the big swear words. There was a couple of sweary bits and a couple of gruesome bits, but other than that... Uh, it almost, almost leaned towards sitcomy in a way because mm. you had this real kind of back and forth between the mums, between Reese's mum and Gwen's mum. Uh, you can tell that Reese's mum's very disapproving, not really a fan of Gwen, doesn't really yeah. like uh, re- uh, her mum and dad either. And there's this kind of back and forth where she tries to get one up on it. You know, that is quite funny. Yeah. And then there were scenes where jack and owen have gone round to gwen's in the morning because she's like look <laughs> clearly something's not right so she goes round, and she, she's although she's been she's got like this fast-forwarded pregnancy going on it's all happened overnight all of the hormones have arrived as well like a mm-hmm. traditional human pregnancy so she's like flipping out like jack <laughs> saying we need to postpone the wedding you know it's dangerous for everybody and you know she's just eating raw pickles eat pickles out the jar like she's got cravings like a you know most women get and uh owen's just got this smirk on his face he's just got this oh here we go you mm. know women can be like this when they're pregnant and uh and then we also had some funny one-liners from yanto as well especially yeah, yeah, at the he end he has a belter of a line at the end something like you know tortured by day saving the planet you know come the evening with a bloody wedding fairies or something yeah. So it, it's got this real kind of um humorous tone that runs alongside the I can guess you guess you call it the the threat the alien threat. It's not too threatening I guess, but uh, and then we've got the whole thing with the old um uh, what's it called? You know the um the device that Owen's been practicing. Oh yeah. Yeah, that's <laughs> oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, the singularity scalpel. Uh, but then he's like no Reese you've got to do it <laughs> and then Reese is like he doesn't have a clue he tries it once and it fires off into the hay next to her and stuff so it's got this real nice human touch to it it's almost borderline sitcom in a way mm. uh, and some humour there and it just sits really nicely alongside the horror aspect because they kind of look like vampires in certain horror films Or yeah. it's like a mix between a zombie and a vampire I guess from sort of modern horror films mm. and the makeup's quite good when when Jack turns into one, he looks quite cool. Very hammy, as you would expect John Barrowman to play that. Um, yeah, and then the I get other, the feeling he loved doing that. He loved that. it, yeah. And then the other supporting uh, cast members that they got to do it. And even uh, Reese's mum, when she's done up in the makeup, she looks very cool.
1: Yeah, she looks uh, proper scary, actually.
0: Yeah, and it's. Uh, I think the other thing that helps as well is that it doesn't rely on any visual effects in this one. There's no CGI to make it look dated, it just relies on, you know, uh, physical effects and makeup and stuff like that, and proper stunt people doing jumping through windows and and all that. So yeah, it's got a really cool, like you, I was kind of not really in the mood for it based on the trailer. I was Mm. thinking, oh, this looks like a ridiculous uh, thing. And you and I are not really feeling Torchwood uh, at the moment based on what we thought we remembered it was like. Yeah. And it aired that's years true. ago. Yeah. So I was kind of like, oh, just Torchwood as a whole. And like, I'll watch it, of course, you know, because, you know, for the review. But yeah, when I finished watching it, I was like, that was pretty cool, actually. Mm. That was just a fun, you know, horror esque kind of romp that we needed desperately <laughs> at this point. Because we said in our last Torchwood re- review, I think at the very beginning, I was like, bloody hell, are we still on series two? This is taking forever. Yeah, that's
1: right. It's not like the Sarah mm. Janes when I look forward to, mm. really looked forward to watching the next one with Tortured, I'm a little bit like, oh, is it going to be any good this week? You know, because it's been a little bit of a slog, really, some of it. And uh, like I said, especially last night, because I was so tired after all the traveling and the train journeys, I was like, it was a bit of a struggle to put it on. and um But I was, I was kind of. Um, carried along with the story. you know The pacing in this one was good, as you see. There was no bits, there was no sort of long sweeping shots of Cardiff because they got to fill 30 seconds because the episode's not got enough story to keep it going. The actual pacing in this episode uh, was really good because, believe me, I was shattered last night, and if it had been anything other than entertaining from start to finish, which this pretty much is, I would have been gone. I, I, I was just shattered. So, it, it, it you know, it kept my interest in like you, I think, by the time it finished. I thought oh, that was a pleasant surprise. That was actually really good good fun, that, you mm. know? Yeah. Um, and, the, yeah, some good good wit in it as well. Like I said, the humour sort of carried mm. over throughout the episode. It was pretty good, yeah.
0: Yeah, the opening was quite good as well. It, that had a more of a sort of thriller action set up to it where Gwen's chasing the shapeshifter. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then
1: you get her hand do with the, with the, the girls... Yeah, that was good fun. Yeah, yeah that was a nice was cool. way to start. Kind of yeah.
0: weird, though, that she's uh, she's legging around Cardiff with a with a gun, and everyone's just casually walked. Maybe that says something about Cardiff, I'm not sure, but people are just <laughs> casually walking past, not paying any attention. And then you've got her and Jack that were shooting, you know, firing off various yeah. rounds, and then the camera pans back again, and people are just walking past with their shopping bags and... It's like another another night in Cardiff, I suppose. Yeah, um, just a just
1: a regular night. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I jest, of course. I love Cardiff, but uh, so that the opening was very cool um, with Gwen chasing down and it comes. That, that, it kind what, of comes back. Sorry, go on. no go on. Sorry. It comes back round again, doesn't it? Because Reese is really bloody annoyed. She he was like, oh, this happened last night, didn't it? While you were doing that bloody job, and he's yeah. blaming Jack, and she's like, well, what do you want me to do? This is my job, and we're having a bit of a ruck. But Reese has kind of got a point. Because since the very beginning of Torchwood, she hasn't really been the best uh, companion slash partner slash girlfriend, whatever for Reese, you know, she's kind of been a naughty girl at times and Mm. bless him. He's just trying desperately. And you can tell that um, uh, when he's talking about Gwen, it's such a good performance um, from Kai Owen when he's talking about Gwen. And there's a bit where he loses it as well. Um, too i think it's his his mum i think and he's, he's like i love her like with every fiber of my being like since i laid eyes on her so um so you can't help but agree with him at certain points like if she had just kept her ass quiet the night before the wedding it would have all you know gone swimmingly and it would have all been fine but yeah it's uh so the beginning bit is a nice setup because it does kind of come back round and provides a bit of a nice scene between the two of them because there's a couple of scenes where they're fighting in this and then immediately they kind of sort it out straight away and it's it's kind of cool
1: yeah i think that that's the other thing i liked is I because i really liked the character of reese and he has put up with quite a lot of bleep so far it i've been waiting for him to sort of have his say if you like to have some scenes where he sort of lets rip because you really feel for him you know and so i've been waiting for some of the scenes that we got in this episode, like where he really lays it on, and he puts Jack in his place at one point as well. And In fact, he gives him a good right hook, which, quite frankly, was totally deserved. Um, mm-hmm. So it's good to see Reese actually getting to express himself a bit in this episode and and get some of that stuff off his chest. Because I think me and you have both said, you know, oh, he puts up with so much, and we we haven't had as much of Reese in the series as I thought. You know, he's been this little character that pops up says a funny line and then we don't see him much. So it's good to see him getting a bit more screen time. And to him, him and um, Gwen, Eve Miles, um, they, I think the chemistry between those two actors is brilliant. I I really buy into their relationship, you know. I, I, I think they really make a believable couple, you know. They have yeah. arguments, but you can tell they love each other and all this sort of stuff. So, yeah, and that, that was the other thing I really liked about the episode, was you could see the strains, the impact that Torchwood has had on their you know lives up to this point but they've managed to sort of overcome it so again that was that was another reason i like the episode was just we've sort of been waiting for these moments you can't just keep putting up with it you've got to have a moment where it all you know comes out and and and, uh and it was good to see owen expressing that you know getting it off his chest
0: yeah i agree man i think the uh any any of the episodes that we've 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 reviewed so far that have got gwen and reese together they are very believable, and yeah. I think this episode more than any other. The performance from Eve Miles is cracking, especially. She's great, yeah. Because yeah. she's kind of the driving force in this episode. She's, I imagine, at the end of the shoot for this one, she would have been exhausted because she's in it pretty much from start to finish. She's in mm. nearly every scene, and she's she has to portray that kind of typical hormonal pregnant woman stuff where she's flipping up, you know, she's flying off the handle one minute, but then she's got that kind of cute factor to go with it. And people are sort of laughing at her for it and stuff like that, but really emotional with those scenes with Reese. But then on top of that, um, a bit of an action hero as well. So yeah, she's had a cracking one. And it, like you said, it's really believable when Eve miles and Kai Owen are together. They really do feel like a, a proper quote unquote couple. It's very they cool. Do.
1: Yeah, I was just gonna say, yeah, my, Mar- I mean you are absolutely right. She gives a great performance in this, delivers the emotion, um, but also the action because that scene when she's got the gun hidden in the flowers and she lets rip a couple of rounds, doesn't she? Oh, <laughs> she's pretty kick-ass. I was like, wow, oh, wow. You know, she she is a great character, Gwen, and um, you know, I, I just wish they hadn't made her quite as flawed when it comes to the relationship uh with the stuff with jack um because that's the thing it was a great intro but the very first scene almost put me off straight away which was jack getting jealous over the engagement ring and i was oh, like god. that was the, that's yeah. the very first scene and i thought as i said i'm tired i've put this on i said right let's get this watch that is the first scene and i'm like oh for god sake, so what? here we go here we go like what what is this thing you know between jack and gwen and you know, why is he jealous? Because he's like, you know, he's this sort of, um, you know, he sleeps around. He's not doesn't really want to be tied down. So why is he getting all uppity about Gwen? You know, where's this story I come from? I just don't find it very comfortable. So, in fact, I'm just going to get us out of the way because it is really the only bit of the episode I didn't like was the sort of this flirtiness between Jack and that because I love the fact that Gwen's finally decided, you know, she's finally realizes how much she loves Reese. And, she, you know, even with this alien baby, she is not stopping this wedding for anything because she is going to marry Reese because she loves him. Loved all that. It kind of almost gets undone because she then starts flirting with Jack. And there's that scene when these um, she doesn't know it, but Jack's the shapeshifter and they, they almost kiss. And I hated that scene. Because you've had all that brilliant stuff between her and Reese and she's realized, you know, what a great guy Reese is and how he's always stood by her. And then she still goes to kiss Jack, albeit that it turns out to be the shapeshifter and it's not even Jack. Which actually doesn't make sense, because why would the shapeshifter say to her something like, Every now and again you meet someone who rocks your world or whatever and i think well <laughs> the shapeshifter wouldn't say that would it because it's not jack or i don't know so that that scene really peed me off to be honest and the fact that gwen was going to kiss him you know the, on her wedding day even after all the stuff she'd said about reese which is all the stuff i've been waiting for to say because i've hated all this stuff between her and jack i just don't like that storyline at all so i was kind of yeah, like yes, yeah, she's yeah. finally got over it she's finally put jack in his place she's told him this is you know whatever we had it's done i know who i want to be with i thought yes 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 and then you get that scene where she nearly kisses him and i'm like oh for god's sake and it was it didn't make sense it wasn't even jack it was the shapeshifter so it just it was just a really unnecessary scene and i didn't like it and um if you took that out i think that's really the only scene that got to me because even though I was saying at the end when Jack's giving all the longing looks, he's looking at her at the dance floor and he's all alone at the table and he's like, no, he's all jealous. Isn't he? And I was thinking I've no sympathy for him whatsoever. I'm just thinking, no, you just sit there and sulk. But I thought, okay, I can excuse that because they've built up this storyline about him and Gwen and, you know, it kind of wraps all that up. So I can, I can totally overlook that and it didn't bug me too much. You know, the, even the bit where he gets up and says, "Can I cut in on this dance?" So I was thinking, "No, Reese, tell him to do one." <laughs> but you know, we have that scene when he starts it with Gwen, and that was bearable. I think if that's it now, if they wrap up the whole Gwen and Jack thing, and it's like, you know, if we don't hear from it again, I can kind of excuse it. But yeah, but yeah. why they put that that kisses scene in? I, I it annoyed me because it sort of undid all the good that they'd done about Gwen's finally sort of waking up to the fact yeah, that Reese is a, yeah.
0: you know, a cool guy. Yeah. yeah, and I'm glad you got that bit out of the way because it kind of irked me as well because yeah, I'm really confused about why they're still using that sub-storyline. It seems to have run through all of Torchwood up to now and it sort of rears its ugly head every now and then.
1: It's so uncomfortable. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah, I,
0: it's, it's a confusing thing. It must have been. So when Phil Ford was writing this, I'm 99% sure that there must have been... Some kind of input from someone else, whether it was Russell, I don't know. Um, or oh, hold on, we know that Chris Chibnall's a producer on this, don't we? we oh, go. Chibnall's co-producer, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Let's blame, let's blame Chibbers. Cue <laughs> no.
0: the million tweets after this podcast has gone out, attacking us for 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 going after Chibnall. We're only joking, Christ, but um, <laughs> it, it, there must have been someone else that was like, "Look, we need this little bit between Gwen and Jack." because you know that's the sort of underlying thing that we've had and it it's just so confusing at this point because Jack's clearly got something going on with Yanto yeah and I'm not saying that those two are exclusive or Jack wouldn't be a, a naughty boy anyway yeah but you know his attention seems to be elsewhere and the, uh, him and Gwen are just you know merrily working away saving the planet it's all good but they keep dropping in this little, these little scenes, these little pockets of weirdness, like you said, where after Gwen had gone through that whole revelation of like, yeah, you know, Owen's my one, and not Owen, sorry, Reese is my one, and and all the rest of it. And I imagine that when this went out live, there's lots of people sort of you know punching the air like, yes, you know, she's finally committed, and she stopped all this silliness. But then, like you said, within moments, it's like. Why is she about to kiss, even if, you know, obviously from her point of view, she doesn't know he's a shapeshifter, but mm-hmm. why would she go down that road again after saying all that stuff?
4: Yeah.
0: But it's just so bizarre. The only thing I can think of is that they're trying to paint the character of Jack as this kind of irresistible, yeah. uh, you know, thing about him. It's the only thing I can sort of put my finger on, but it's definitely confusing, frustrating, and just... It, it, it takes away not that it takes the shine off of it, it it doesn't but it just leaves you with that kind of tiny little sour taste in your mouth it's like it did a little unneeded. bit yeah yeah so i'm glad you got also, out of the way man yeah
1: yeah i was gonna say and also the bit when um reese uh <laughs> i loved it when the mum comes in and reese grabs a chainsaw and he's gonna sort. <laughs> you know she, he's gonna finally he's really stepped up to the market but even then, Jack comes in and saves the blimmin' day. And I was like, oh, no. Yeah. And, he, and they give him a really cheesy line as well, don't they? I can't remember what it is. He's like, how's that for a, a big bang or something? I can't remember. And I was like, oh, no. It would have been so much better if Reese. Because when he gets the chainsaw, you're like, yeah, go, Reese. <laughs> you know? I think yeah. I just love the character of Reese. He's just so likable as well. And I, I think that is the reason I get so annoyed about the Gwen and Jack thing. It's because Reese is just such a dude. That I think mm. he just deserves better,
0: you know. So I agree, mate. Yeah, and it's that yeah. scene's really well written as well. It's very clever where they assume that the woman in the room is the shapeshifter. Yeah, and it's not. Yeah. It's, it's, um,
1: oh, that was hilarious. Yeah, because, um, yeah. what does he say? He bursts in the room, doesn't he? It says, That was a great scene. What does yeah, he say? Like,
0: something like, Yeah, hey,
1: you get back, you ugly bitch, you ugly or something
0: like <laughs> that. <laughs> <laughs> and the whole time, they're really, it's, uh, Convinced aren't they that that is the shapeshifter? Because well, what you would naturally put two and two together because Gwen's by herself, you see the other Reese mum down in the thing, you would just naturally assume that the shapeshifters cornered Gwen by herself. Yeah, so everyone's sort of put two and two together and come up with seven, so they're all legged into the room and it's all kicking off. And that poor woman, she's like, <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about, she's trying to say it, and everyone's like, No, you're the you know, and they're about, she's, she is about to be wiped out. It's horrific yeah. <laughs> when you think about it, but it's very well it's written. Only, yeah.
1: It's only because Gwen says she stinks, isn't it? Yeah. She's like, but can shapeshifters emanate um, smells or something? Yeah. They're like, no. Yeah. Oh, well, that's the real yeah. one then. I, thought, I think it says another great line. that. That's what I mean. There were great moments like that. There were some really funny moments like that.
0: You yeah. Know? Defo. Yeah. Phil Ford. Um, I think you
1: wrote a lot of Sarah Jane, didn't he? Phil Ford.
0: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, yeah, Phil Ford, he's on the... Um, oh, no, sorry. Uh, yeah, he did. Um, but him and Gary Russell are a good tag team, I, th- I feel. Uh, yeah. Because Gary Russell was script editor on Sarah Jane as well. And uh, so I think between the two of them, they've come up with a really clever, witty script. It really does work well, aside from the little Gwen and Jack moments. But for the bulk of it, man, it's a. It's just an enjoyable episode, isn't it? It just. It's one of those cool little isolated Monster of the Week kind of things where you haven't got the big weight of anything uh, like a serious story arc or anything that's bearing down on you the whole time and yeah it's just a fun one what did you think to so many other cast members then because uh like i mentioned at the beginning it's weird for owen because even though because it's a, a really big turnaround for him because in the last couple of episodes <laughs> he's been for, you know probably for the right reasons very down in the dumps contemplated suicide very dark for his character up to now mm. but now he's like back to his old self isn't he he's just yeah i like the continuity his, his hand is still bandaged up and you know that's kind of going on but uh he had a cool one he's like back to his old self but just not as harsh
1: yeah i was yeah. gonna say i really liked um owen in this i thought well you know his character's uh, really sort of um Come 360, because really, he was really anno- he, he had really annoying moments in series one, didn't he? He was written to be a bit of a bit of a bleep at times, you know, a bit sort of cocky, not that likable sometimes. But as the series progressed, I think they've sort of softened him a little bit. We've got to know Owen better, and it's all a, we've realised a lot of it's just bravado. He's actually a really good guy underneath all that. And um, yeah, I particularly liked him in this uh, story um just because of that really it's just they seem to his character just seems to have found a point when where they've got that line between sort of cocky humor to to actually being a good guy uh sort of absolutely right because even the bit when he's with tosh sometimes in previous episodes when he's like made fun of her about wanting to go on a date and stuff it's been quite harsh and he he does it in this but it's totally sort of softened isn't it so he's like it's not a date, is it, Tosh? But he's saying it in a more sort of jokey. You know, he's being nicer to her. Yeah. You know, he's yeah. still he's still saying the same things, but he's delivering it in delivering it in a way that isn't harsh and nasty and putting her down. He's actually joking with Tosh, and and um and she, you know, that their relationship has grown. I think. So yeah. I, I really liked it, um, Owen in this. I thought it thought it was a really good, good little story for him.
0: Yeah. You know? Yeah, he was very cool. Actually, he's got that kind of. Now that he's uh, accepted it, accepted, that he's dead. Exactly, yeah. Now that, now he's more kind of, I don't know, it seems to have given him an outlook on everything that maybe he didn't have before. Yeah, yeah. So, And especially with Tosh, like you were saying, it's uh, there are a lot more like bants between mates that you would expect. But for some reason before, he was just really cocky and nasty about it at times.
1: Yeah, because um, he just knew that she got a big thing for him and he didn't. Yeah didn't really feel it so he was just a bit full of himself wasn't he uh, yeah. i'll tell you what scene I, I did like as well with owen uh, while i remember is you know when jack's uh shape-shifting when he's that uh zombie yeah. what did you call it zombie zombie vampire yeah zombie vampire um that bit where he goes up to owen and and he sort of stops because he can't quite work it out because he's realized there's no this because owen's dead isn't he oh yeah that's cool and yeah. jack looks confused does not he he's like well uh, zombie jack looks confused because he goes to kill him and then thinks, oh, hang on, what's going on? He's dead. And I, I liked that moment. It was a nice use of, you know, the situation with Owen. It's like, mm. yeah, yeah, he's dead. He's already dead. Don't bother. Yeah. So that was good. I liked that moment.
0: Yeah, there's some clever little bits, wasn't there, throughout the episode like that? Just cl- nice little clever little nuggets of, of writing, yeah.
1: Yeah, and continuity, like you said. And uh, I hadn't really picked up on the no CGI thing, mate, but you're absolutely right. Um, this episode really relies on performance, on the cast, which I have to say, all of them delivered, um, and also from makeup and, and a, you know a, a makeup effects rather mm. than the CGI. And you're right, the, the makeup's really good. Like Nerys Hughes looks really scary when she's made up as the zombie <laughs> vampire. Jack looks properly scary. I mean, again, it's um, it's not CGI, is it? They they've put some false teeth in and they've done something with his hair, and he you know he looked proper scary. Um, so there's a good use of. Uh, you know, it's a good production to this one as well. Like I said about the lighting as well earlier, they make good use of the location. Mm. Um, yeah. So it's, it's, everything seems to be coming together on this one for me in terms of the production
0: side of things. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. 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 All of that stuff is good. doesn't have to, yeah. Worry about it. would, it would have been a smoother production as well because they didn't have to set up all the visual effects plates and, you mm. know, cause that takes a lot of time to set all that stuff up because when you're on, in, you know, doing the shoot, it's like, right, okay, we're going to have this big alien thing that's going to fly down here, and then, you know, we oh, need that, some extra that, lighting here, and you have to imagine it's there. And,
1: that pteroletal thing or whatever it is yeah. that's flying around the hub. I'm um, just going to say, actually, the, one of the things that does sometimes let torture down as well is, you know, a bit, you know the actors that have, have perhaps got one line or the supporting cast, for want of a better phrase, even the supporting cast of this, to me, seemed good. Like Gwen's parents, <laughs> uh, they both delivered a great performance. Reese's mum, great. Nerys Hughes, absolutely great casting as Reese's battle axe mum. I can totally believe <laughs> she she could yeah. be Reese's mother, you know. Um, but also uh, Gwen's, the two girls at the start that were with Gwen on her hen do, you know, those are the sort of parts that sometimes they just get actors that just. Oh, don't really deliver a great performance, but even those two totally into the role they're playing and, and really believable and you know, giving a good performance, weren't they? they like, were, when they yeah. see Gwen's pregnant, they're like, Whoa, hang on! Mm. <laughs> like, we were only with you last night, what's going on? So, yeah. yeah, all the supporting cast I thought were really good in
0: this. Even, um, even uh, <clears throat> excuse me, Reese's mate, Banana Bolt, he's oh, yeah. uh, his ah. best man, Banana, he's uh, and
1: the, and he, the poor guy that gets um. Uh, oh, Clive,
0: is that Clive? No, yeah, Barry? Yeah,
1: because there's two, there's two, there? there's two guys that are like, you know.
0: Mervin, sorry, Mervin, yeah. 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 Yeah, because uh, yeah, he's all full of it as well and he is, mate, he's, he's getting well, the was, come on I was, from.
1: I was thinking that was getting a bit racy at one point when he goes up to the room with the shapeshifter. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, yeah. hello. what's going on here?
0: Yeah, like, yeah a yep.
1: bit saucy, that. Yeah, yeah but, went... but yeah, even those guys, you know, delivering some good humorous lines and, because um, one of them gets sort of tied up
0: with um uh tosh doesn't he and he's being a bit he's still being a bit of a lad isn't he? <laughs> yeah <laughs> he thinks he's in there and she puts him in his place yeah that's cool yeah tosh was um was okay in this as well she looks stunning in this you know when she's- she really does actually yeah she i thought beautiful- that. yeah yeah
1: yeah, yeah when real- she arrives at the wedding venue i was like god tosh really does look good i was gonna say scrub up well but that's that sounds awful yeah but she really does look really yeah stunning
0: yeah when she turns up at the thing i was like oh hello yeah (laughs) hello not hating this let's uh let's watch this a bit more
1: (laughs) you're thinking come on come on uh owen (laughs) you can't do any better than that mate in fact you'd be lucky yeah Get yourself lucky
0: yeah so she was all right actually um in this one she uh she she, a bit like Gwen at the beginning, she's a bit like an actiony kind of yeah. person. You know, she even when she's she's all uh, trapped in all the glue stuff uh with banana and stuff. She's like cool-headed. He's freaking out. He's the man. Not that there's anything to do with it, but you know, he's you know he's like oh he's crying and screaming. And like you said, she puts him in his place, and then she's like stay calm. But yeah, she's she had a good one. Yeah, they all did. Yeah.
1: Actually that's the thing, isn't it? And I think that's the other thing that sometimes torture suffers from is that, you know, thing that they don't know what to do with all the characters. So sometimes a lot of characters don't have anything to do. In this one, everybody kind of had something to do, didn't they? So you got, you know, Tosh being investigating, keeping her eye on on Gwen, You've got Yanto going off to get the bigger wedding dress and some nice moments like that. You've got Owen trying to figure out, how, you know, how he's going to get the alien out of Gwen without killing her. So everybody kind of played a good role in this. It didn't feel to me like they were thinking, oh, what can we do with Yanto this week? Um, oh, we can go and make the coffee. You know, they actually gave him some funny moments and there was a little bit of stuff between him and Jack and that. So that's another thing I think was worked well in this, this episode is that, Everyone got something to do, which is not something that always happens in Torchwood.
0: No, you're absolutely right, mate. Some of the writers yeah.
1: struggle, I think, with the
0: big team. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right, dude. And it's um Yeah, it's almost like like you were saying, it happens sometimes with busy TARDIS teams as well, doesn't it, when you have three or four competitors? Well, I was thinking that, yeah. Yeah, it can get a little bit um you know, what we're gonna do with everybody. So no, yeah, it's a nice balance, this one. I mean it's uh it sounds kind of weird, but there's not really a great deal to say to review kind of in depth with this one because not, there's not much in depth happening. <laughs> it's uh mm. it's like a straightforward, uh, actiony thriller, rom-commy, uh, type of thing. Um, so I haven't got any other notes, mate. <laughs> I haven't got anything mm. else, uh, to talk about other than just to close out with, uh, uh, I just feel like it's, it's going to be one of those episodes that will date pretty well compared to some of the other ones for a couple of reasons. The writing's just still even um, what we're talking now, 2008. So this is what 13 years, 13 years. And it's still funny, you know, in places and it still works quite well. And like we were saying, there's no visual effects to make it look visually dated as well. So Mm. yeah, I just think it's a nice, enjoyable one and I'd recommend it as well because there's no heavy exposition that you have to consider. So, if new newbies to Torchwood to were like, you know, I've watched Series One, and I'm sort of fifty fifty. Are there any episodes from upcoming series that would be cool? Be like, yeah, watch that one. It's a good, it's a good isolated one.
1: I think it's one of the best best episodes I've watched so far. Actually, in terms of, like you said, just a very enjoyable watch. Like nothing, yeah, there's no big twists or turns, but it's got enough going on to keep your interest. Like you, you're sort of. Rather than having twists, you're sort of thinking, well, how are they going to get out of that? How are they going to explain the bump? Uh, how are they going to um, get, you know, the, the fact that all the guests are going to remember the aliens? I I mean, I knew they were going to get retconned. That's That was obvious. But it, because they turn it into a joke about all the wedding guests being, you know, obviously getting drunk at a wedding, I thought, oh, that kind of works, actually. It's, rather than just saying, oh, we've retconned everyone, it's fine. You just see them all. You just assume they've all drunk too much and fell asleep at the wedding, <laughs> and you'd be like, "No, we've we've wrecked on them." That's you know that's so that works well. Yeah. So yeah, it's nothing. It doesn't try and do anything amazing. It's just a fun watch, I think. Just a it's an enjoyable episode. Yeah, but I was so, so pleasantly surprised by it.
0: Yeah, yeah, I, yeah,
1: yeah. I thought it was going to be really cheesy and <laughs> I don't know. I just wasn't expecting good things, but yeah, and it's it's enjoyable.
0: Enjoyable for sure. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. fair play, Phil Ford and Gary Russell. You've put together a good a good one on this one so scores then if you've got nothing else yeah Uh, I think it's me to go first I'm going to give this an 8 out of 10 just because it's it's a good enjoyable one and so far mate I have to go kind of base it on the scores that we've given series 2 so far and other than reset which was we did back in January that I gave a 7.5 I think this is better than that all the other ones I've given 6.5s and 6s so for me it's naturally an 8 for me
1: yeah, and I'm, I'm, uh, snap, I'm the same. I'm, I'm giving it an eight, and, um, just because I just, yeah, thought it was a very enjoyable episode. And I think it's probably the highest score I've given to any tortured episode. I think it's the one I've enjoyed most so far, really. I don't know if I've scored any other tortured episode eight,
0: I'm not sure, but. You have, yeah. Have I? Yeah. Uh, actually, we've done a couple. So last year when we did End of Days, uh, I gave that a seven, he gave it an eight. And then the story, Adam, do you remember that one? The guy that could yeah, manipulate? Yeah. yeah, we both gave that an eight. Other than that, all of our scores have been sixes and a couple of sevens, mate.
1: Yeah, I'm hoping it's a bit of a turning point, actually, because I know we're sort of, you know, ploughing on now with series two. Um, but I saw the tr- Next Time trailer, and I I remember that I really liked that. That story. So I'm hoping that's as good as like, the next one uh, from Out of the Rain. I remember um, liking that. So I'm, I'm looking forward to giving that a rewatch. I haven't watched it for a long time. I'm yeah. hoping that's as good as I remember. Like, this was way better than I remembered. So I'm hoping that the next one's good as well. Ditto. But, we, but we, you never know. Like, yeah. a lot of the stories, I've thought, oh, this is a good one. And I've watched it and thought, oh, that wasn't that good. So I don't know. We'll see. But, yeah, I'm looking forward to watching the next one now.
0: Yeah, cool. All right, dude. Right then, so that is an eight from both of us on this one. What did yeah, Alice that's think? Then good. we had a few reviews in, as always. You guys are awesome. You know the the regular reviewers that send in your audio clips. You take the time to do it, and uh, appreciate it, man. You guys are awesome for that. So kicking off first, this is Mister Neil Campbell.
4: What about you, fellas? Greetings from Sun Blessed Carrickfergus, Northern Ireland. So something borrowed. I'll be honest. I kind of thought it was a filler episode, and um, there was a lot of. A lot of padding and nonsense in it but i still enjoyed watching it um like you know the scenes with regards you know the hen party at the club and then even some of the characters involved in this like the groom's party i, I thought that was a bit pantomime um it reminded me of like our episodes of coronation street or something you know what i mean down the rovers returning out and out in the town for a night out um I don't see why they keep pushing the whole Jack and Gwen thing. You know, it's it's sort of you know it's her wedding day for goodness sake, like and they still sort of push that angle. It's like, come on, Reese is an absolute legend. But I think the basic premise of the story updated is ridiculous. It does work. Like I said, I think it's a filler episode. But I did laugh the way Owen was at the wedding and was wearing a t-shirt but with like, you know, the long sleeve underneath it. And, you know, he had a flower on. That just really tickled me for, for some reason. um. But no, I'll dead on. Like, But the, the likes of your man, Banana and all, just sort of pantomime characters, to be honest. But it is what it is. I'll give it a 6 out of 10. Cheers. P.S. Anytime I see Gwen's dad, I just think of your man from Remembrance of the Daleks when he faints when the doctor walks out with the hand of Omega.
0: Cheers oh yes yeah
1: yes I don't know the actor's name but I did I did spot him yeah 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 oh, Sorry, that's he's one. the Undertaker guy isn't he yeah. that's right
0: yeah yeah good spot Neil mm. yeah you are right I didn't spot Owen
1: yeah. wearing the shirt though with the flower oh at the end that.
0: it's at the end when everything's calmed down and oh. they finally get married he sat there he's still got his t-shirt on yeah but he's just got a flower and in his that bit where we would normally have a jacket on yeah
1: oh sweet well yeah. next time I watch it I'll look for that I didn't notice that yeah that's cool
0: yeah, so Neil, kind of thinking this one's a bit filler. It's fair enough, dude. And a six. Not a terrible score. No, not too bad. <laughs> Cheers, Neil. Agree about
1: the Gwen and Jack thing.
0: Oh, of course, yeah. I think everyone's yeah. going to. Yeah. I read you. Okay, TARDISNET66, what are you saying?
2: Something Borrowed is a story I enjoy. It's not an amazing story by any means. It's not going to set the world on fire, but it's a bit of a unicorn and the wasp. It's just enjoyable fun. I like the family sitcom elements of Gwen being pregnant at her wedding day and having to explain it to her family merged with mad alien elements. It's just bizarre seeing this strange method of reproduction with this disgusting shapeshifter alien with action filled with lots of fun, blood-filled, gory violence and Reese with a chainsaw is simply perfection. But I hate the romantic tension between... Gwen, Jack and Reese. It's just uncomfortable, a repeat of the own storyline and unnecessary, and it's at its worst here. I don't feel like Gwen has learned anything, unlike Amy Pond, and the ending does kind of diminish the consequences of the story. It's flawed, but a good bit of fun. I'd give it a 7 out of 10.
1: 7? Yes, I agree. Yeah, yeah. Lord,
0: but a good bit of fun, and you're absolutely mm. right as well. Reese does look like a legend with the old, yeah, the old chainsaw. It's good. I love that bit. Yeah. Okay, a seven from from T N. Thank you very much, dude. Moving on. This is Mr. Joe Turner.
3: Something borrowed is a good torture story. I like how all the characters have something to do throughout the episode, and finally Gwen and Reese tie the knot. There is a lot of good action set pieces, and I love how at the start it immediately begins with action, drawing the viewer's attention from the off. Also, the humour is really funny in this episode, especially when Jack insults Reese's mum and when the chainsaw cuts out. The setting about a big country house is fantastic. I like how they are tying in previous episodes by using the same machine they used to save Martha to save Gwen. Reese is very good in this episode, demonstrating his immense love for Gwen once again. It's nice to explore more um, of Gwen's personal life as we meet her parents. The actual concept of these aliens is actually really interesting, how they use humours as hosts until the mother arrives. And the final action set piece, yes, is a little cringy as Baron blows up the alien and says, how's that for shapeshift? But I still like it. And we need to think about poor Marvin. So overall, I'm going to give this episode an 8.5 out of 10. It's a good, solid torture story. Thank you.
0: An 8.5. Nice. 8. 5. Yes, yeah. Poor Marvin. Is he the one that was getting with it yeah and end up getting half eaten yeah <laughs> yeah poor marvin
1: poor marvin yeah
0: that's a decent score though from joe what Indeed, did he give it 8.5 oh 8.5 that's it yeah yeah, nice. yeah no very good very good thank you very much joe and lastly from down under this is sammy satine
3: Hey, Gary and Adam, Sammy Satine here so something borrowed, I like this story the venue is familiar, it was used in the wedding of Sarah Jane Smith Forest of the Dead, the eternity trap, the girl in the fireplace and it was also Missy's tea room both places are called Dufferin Gardens and Court Common Manor I like how Arwen gets Reese to use the Singularity Scalpel on Gwen. And the Nostrovite is an interesting alien. I like seeing Gwen and Reese's families. I think the photo Jack has at the end is of his way into Estelle, who was in series one. Small Worlds, the episode about the fairies. I give it eight Nostravites out of ten. See ya.
0: Thank you, Sammy. Another eight
1: another and i knew i recognized those that location i i thought i'd seen it in other places
0: yeah you're never sure though yeah. are you? i mean i, I looked no. at it and thought i've seen that but i just can't be bothered to go and look up um <laughs> the filming location stuff but yeah you're absolutely right sammy yeah uh, i think the place that i recognize it from is you mentioned the wedding of sarah jane smith it's um yeah yeah recognizable from that but yeah another good score though from sammy yes that's good yeah very cool thank you very much guys that was our audio reviews um let's move over to the socials we only had a couple here so this is not going to take too long so over on twitter jordan shortman uh, one of our writers he said probably my favorite torchwood story it's a oh. blast from start to finish and it's nice that there is finally a story where everyone gets something to do neris Hughes was brilliant and a lot of fun and eve miles knocks her performance out of the park a fun nice change of pace spot on jordan and yes. lastly on twitter chippy t says get back you ugly bitch not the <laughs> best line to say to the groom's mum and to quote jaws you're going to need a bigger gun so great fun with this and i've completely forgotten about it 7.5 from me an extra 0.5 for neris hughes too <laughs> yeah she was great yeah nice one uh, and then we had just one over on facebook that was from andrew stewart he says i've always really liked this one but i realized a lot more negatives uh, in this one and the main one is all the supporting actors including reese did my head in huh? apart from gwen's parents and the last 10 minutes or so of reese the main cast are brilliant though and i didn't feel myself getting bored so i'll give it a 6.5 you didn't like reese oh poor reese he's awesome andrew stewart wow not a fan of reese did your head in apparently <laughs> no, but thank you for the review though uh, andrew 6.5 it's all good uh, so that's all the review so next week bud what are we going to look at them
1: Yeah, so next week, we're going back to some early stuff, so a bit of black and white and a bit of Hartnell, and those pesky Daleks, it is the Dalek Invasion of Earth. Ooh, Series
0: 2. Yeah, not the Peter
1: Cushion one, not the Peter Cushion, Series 2, yeah,
0: yeah. Series 2, that's an important one, dude. Some important things happen in that one, if I recall, and it's also the home of a very, very famous speech. Oh, yeah, of course. Yes, it does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, so I've got that to look forward to next week. So uh, you guys get your DVDs out, get that watched, get your BritBox fired up, whatever, because next week it's going to go big time. (laughs) I reckon we're going to get lots of reviews for that one next week.
1: I hope so, yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah, yeah. Cool. So looking forward to that. And I think for now, though, let's wrap up for 317. All righty. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you so much for coming back and listening to another episode of the Big Blue Box podcast. It's been awesome to have you here as always. That has been 317. Next week, as Adam said, we are over to Hartnell for the first Doctor, The Dalek Invasion of Earth. It's going to be a good one. So get that watched. It is six parts, so put some time aside, get the kettle on, or uh, get your iced tea out, whatever. Give that a watch because we'll be asking for your reviews as always uh in the meantime we'd love to have you as a follower or a subscriber to the podcast so whatever podcast app you get your podcast on listen to us for free every week a new new show lands every friday and um, if you've got the ability to leave a review or a rating on something like apple Podcasts, podchaser.com all of that stuff then that would be awesome because that helps us out a lot if you like the show and thank you so much to uh, the people that have left reviews thus far Uh, head over to the website too www.bigblueboxpodcast.co.uk you can listen to all the episodes on there too plus you can link off to all of the social accounts that we're on as well Instagram, Twitter and Facebook Uh, give us a like and a follow we chat Doctor Who throughout the week and we have a free Discord server as well link on the website come and sign up to that Uh, it's uh, completely free come and hang out and chat Doctor Who with lots of other very cool Doctor Who fans and lastly while you're on the website Remember to read uh, the, the great articles and reviews from our writing team, uh, Jordan, Maria and Mark. And now we also have Matt and Harry. They're going to be putting out reviews uh, pretty soon as well. So look forward to that as well. So lots of cool content from us as always. Can't finish without mentioning my co-host channel over on YouTube. <laughs> it is, of course, The Geek's Handbag.
1: The Geek's Handbag, yes. Got a new video where I ride a little train. Go and have a look at that. Yeah, the Doctor Who location, of course. Of course, it's
0: not just Adam riding a small (laughs) train. It's not just me on a little
1: train, though.
0: (laughs) So another location vid, those are always awesome. There's loads of that stuff over on Adam's channel. Uh, Just go and get yourself a drink, get comfy, go over to the Geeks Handbag. Hours and hours of cool, geeky content there. And Adam's on the socials too, under the same name, the Geeks Handbag. Indeed. So make sure you give him a like and a follow. And we'll all chat Doctor Who throughout the week. It's all good, it's all good. So until next week for 318. My name's Gary. My name's Adam. And remember, hey. hey.